Welcome to Bothering the Band. My name is Ryan Bynack. With me, as always, is Giggly, Abigail, and Levy. We have a very special episode today with Wayne Johnson, proprietor of Rockaway Records in Los Angeles. He comes here to talk music and all things collectibles. It's a very special episode, ladies and gentlemen, Bothering the Band with Wayne Johnson, not to be confused with Dwayne the Rock Johnson of Rockaway Records. <laughs> Hi there. Hey, Wayne, what's going on? It's busy, busy, busy. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing, my man, especially this time of year. Exactly. How you doing? I'm doing quite well. My name is Ryan. This is Abby. She's She produces this little shindig we got going. And uh, our our mutual friend, Lauren, hooked it up, hooked this awesome special interview up. I don't know if you did any digging. Do you know what we do? <laughs> no, to be honest with you, not not a whole lot, no. Okay, well, well Lauren is, um, you know, friend of the podcast. She's helped us get guests before. And we ask our favorite musicians or people in the music business very stupid questions. So the fact that you don't know, you're you're in for a real treat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, cool, man. So we always start with a softball um, question. How are you and where are you? How am I? Yeah, how are you and I'm where are you? <laughs> okay. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Los Angeles in our record store, Rockaway Records in the Silver Lake area of LA. Nice. Are you in the in the like office? I'm in my office, yeah, in the back of the store. Okay, so for folks listening, what are the who are the photos of behind you here? Oh. Oh, uh, which ones are you looking at? Uh, over oh, your right shoulder. Oh, my family. That's all. Well, most of them are my family there. That's a picture of me and my idol, Brian Wilson, over there. Very cool. Uh, the rest are family. Actually, my grandchildren at their first concert with Ali and AJ. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, that's about it. The family photos. Oh, that's very cool. And you definitely got Abby's attention with the, the Brian Wilson. So, are you, Abby, a fan? Big fan. All right. Good taste. <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's just jump right into the record business. Do you, How many records do you have at home? Zero. Zero. I, see, I had a hunch. Zero records at home. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll tell you why. I mean, I was, I, we, my brother and I started this business 43 years ago. Mm -hmm. And when I started, I was going crazy collecting stuff. It was like, we were finding all this amazing stuff. And, oh, I'll keep this. I'll keep this. And then finally, at that stage, it was more of a hobby than a business. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, do I want to be a record collector or do I want to start a real business? And I told myself, I'll start a real business. And later on, when I can afford it, then I'll start collecting. So I basically stopped collecting, got rid of most of my stuff. And um, years later, the material stuff 
didn't mean that much to me. I got to know Brian Wilson personally. I got to hear unreleased mu music is still number one. T to me, it's like collecting is fun, but I know a lot of collectors who collect and collect and lose track of the music. They don't yeah. have types of music anymore. And the music's what it's all about. You know, I love the music more than ever. And I hate to say it, but thanks to, you know, Apple Music and things like that, I've got access to 70 million songs. I'm hearing more new music today than I ever have, enjoying it tremendously. And most people look at me and say, you don't have a collection? I say, yes, I do. My store is my collection. It just changes every day. And I yeah. love I love it that way. I mean, buying cool stuff all the time and it's constantly changing. We get we get some of the most amazing records and memorabilia out of anybody in the world. The stuff we get is just mind blowing. <laughs> oh, I bet. And we have a couple of questions on that stuff. But uh, you you hit our, you know, our passion as well. We we have our like minded music is our number one, you know, right. and. Uh, did you do you listen to Spotify or do or use Apple you, Apple Music? Apple Music. Okay, so Spotify does the Spotify Wrapped at the end of the year, and it sends you like the, these metrics of how much you listened. Okay. And uh, needless to say, Abby and I are we're, we're if if it was high school, we are on the honor roll of listening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're in the yeah. the higher percentile of listeners, and um, yeah, we're just such music geeks. So. So thanks for doing this. And sure. anytime, uh, if you know, let the stories roll, as they say. Um, so your your shop is um, appointment only, correct? Right. For the last about three years since COVID hit, it's been appointment yeah. only. If we walked up and like tapped on the glass like uh, a couple a holes. Would you let us in or no? Most likely, if there's somebody here, yes. Okay. Yes, we, we always do that. I mean, there's not always somebody here, though, mm. or they could be real busy. But I say 90% of the time we are able to accommodate people. We do let them in when they knock on the door because there's so many people that, you know, we've been on this block for over 40 years now. So we've got so many customers that, you know, have been here over the years and they don't look at our website. They don't know we're closed. So we can't not let them in. Yeah, of course. Um, so <laughs> Abby made sure I asked this, uh, we did a live show in LA in May of, of 2022 we, with all, we have every intention of coming back to LA in 2023 to do another one. Can we come and just check it out? And take of a course. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Just give me a call in advance. I'll give you a tour, you know, I'll give you a private tour. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And if you just want to see, some magic on a couple of 40 year old children's faces. <laughs> okay. You know, for real. Uh, and, and weird enough, do you play music at all? Not at all. No. Wow. We, we're, we're, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Kindred spirits because we, <laughs> we don't either, but our first, like, you know, love is, is music. Yeah. Since I was 10 years old, I was hooked on music. When I was young, I didn't go anywhere without my little transistor radio. Oh, that's. Do you remember your first album you bought? Uh, Surfing USA by the Beach Boys. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Uh, I have a daughter. She's eight. And every now and again, if we're waiting somewhere in like a parking lot where she doesn't have to wear her seatbelt, we put the seat back 
and we put on surf in USA and on the passenger seat, she surfs. That's a <laughs> really? little she? Yeah. She's eight. Hey, oh, that's great. And, Bring her up and, on the right kind of music. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, she, every time if we're just sitting, waiting on something, she's like, daddy surfing USA. And I'm like, sure. So <laughs> that's great. Love it. Um, What is this you work with? Uh, <clears throat> Do you use emojis when you text? A cage, a little bit. Not a whole lot. Maybe a smiley face here and there and things like that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what's your favorite coffee table book? Possibly the uh, Art of Rock poster book. I know that book. Yeah, great book. It has kind of like a flamey cover, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it, that. Amazing. I mean, I love dealing with, we deal a lot with concert posters. So the book was really educational. And, you know, now we've probably had just about every poster in that book. So wow. it's really cool. Okay. I don't know if you get this a lot. If you do get it a lot, just, uh, you know, let's have some fun with it. The Rock as in Dwayne the Rock Johnson right. or The Rock, the movie starring Nick Cage and Sean Connery? The Dwayne Johnson, yeah. I mean, I get people asking me all the time when I'm on the phone, did you, did you say Dwayne Johnson? So I got to go with that. Well, we would have it. asked that question regardless just because of uh, Rockaway, you know? Yeah. Well, and have you been to Rockaway Beach? Are you from New York at all? <laughs> Actually from Jersey. Grew up in Jersey. Oh, okay. Used to go to Rockaway Beach where we were kids. Mm -hmm. But to be honest with you, my brother Gary, who's my partner, we started the business together. He came up with a name. He was too young to remember Rockaway Beach. We moved a long time ago. But he was a big Ramones fan. So yeah. he named it after the Ramones on Rockaway Beach. The, there's a Rockaway, New Jersey, though, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Long yeah. Island. I believe. Yeah. Um. Okay, do you prefer sunrise or sunset? I guess sunset, <laughs> especially when it's a beautiful red sunset, you know. We get that yeah. occasionally here in LA when, when it's not too smoggy. <laughs> and what's your favorite or least favorite place on the Sunset Strip? My favorite or least favorite? Yeah. <sighs> Hard-hitting journalistic I, questions here. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I don't get a sensitive too much, so I couldn't answer that. It's been a while. <laughs> so. It's a funny, stupid question to ask people in LA. It's like asking people in New York. It's like, what's your favorite restaurant in Times Square, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you keep baking soda in the fridge? I think my wife does. <laughs> I'm not certain. My wife takes care of stuff like that. <laughs> um, so we ask these, you know, everyday questions because we we think that these silly little things allow people to get to know, you know, others so much more on a personal level. Um, so we're asking you the same, some of the same questions we would ask Brian Wilson. You know, fair, I wonder if he keeps, I wonder if he keeps baking soda in his fridge to keep it fresh. <laughs> I doubt it. Well, <laughs> his wife might. Who knows? Or his housekeeper <laughs> probably does. 
Abby, do you keep baking soda in the fridge? I do not. No, I don't either. And I, uh, this comes from just so like a converse daily conversation that I was like, Hmm, that's, that's like a good hit or miss question. <laughs> I mean, to my credit, I also don't keep much food in there. <laughs> they don't need the baking soda. Oh, I really got to clean out my fridge. Um, what's the best nickname you've ever heard? Best nickname. You come up with some weird questions. <laughs> Welcome to bothering the band. Uh, well, my older brother's name was Butch, so I'll go with that. His nickname. Oh, that's his real cool. name was Steve. We 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 grew up calling him Butch, and I always thought that was his real name till later on in life. <laughs> so, did Butch come from anything, or just was he I tough? Have, I have. I don't know if that's the reason. I think my dad came up with it for whatever reason. I don't know. Oh, that's a pretty, that's a, that was a perfect answer. Way to go. Okay. If you thought that one was real dumb, wait till you hear this one. Okay. Without ACDC, how would we know a couple badasses in a movie are about to do something badass? Or. What's a badass song you want to put in a movie where a character is about to do something badass? Wow. And it can't be an ACDC song, huh? It can, it can. You know, TNT, something like that. It's always ACDC. Big balls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good one. Okay, so... What's the weirdest thing you've ever bought or weirdest thing you've ever sold? The weirdest, not the coolest, the weirdest. Huh? Well, that's follow up. Weirdest first. Okay. Weirdest first. Oh, let's see. Like a tooth or anything, or uh... no. That's creepy. <laughs> I mean, we we sold beetle hair you know really packages of yeah i mean i'm not to be honest with you not sure they're legitimate they're packaged as original beetle hair but got a feeling they're probably not or beetles uh parts of their bed sheets when they stay in the hotel in um i think it was miami they those are legitimate that's probably better answer because they cut out pieces of the bed sheets and sell them in packages that's that's pretty weird. <laughs> also kind of cool. <laughs> okay, so in your in your definition, uh what's the coolest thing you've you've come across, bought, sold? Well, because I'm biased, being a Brian Wilson fan, I'll come up with this one. It's Dennis Wilson's per- personally owned surfboard that was pictured on the cover of their first album and their third album, as well as many picture sleeves and all kinds of places, every publicity photo. That's the surfboard that we sold a few years back. Wow. That's pretty effing cool. I have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. It, it was an amazing item. I mean, not the most expensive item we sold. It That was only $75,000. We sold more expensive items, but I think this is cooler. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I am be, I in the beholder. Uh, what's the most expensive? If you don't mind me, at? don't you don't have to say price, but what is the item? I don't mind saying the price. It was a Beatles drawing that was sent to Dirk Taylor, who put on the you familiar with the Monterey Pop Festival? Yeah, of course. Okay, the Beatles were invited to perform mm-hmm. there, and they turned it down. And Dirk Taylor, who was promo- putting on the show, he was a friend of theirs, because they sent him a drawing. It had references to Sgt. Pepper on it. This was before Sgt. Pepper album even came out. Wow. And had four signatures on it, but I think Paul did all the signatures, but it was drawn by the Beatles. And it was actually pictured in the program for the Monterey Pop Festival. We sold that original drawing for $175,000. Holy hell. I wish I, I'd probably buy be honest with you that was about six seven years ago i would buy it back to that price today i know wow. it's probably it's probably at least doubled i would think wow that's pretty that's so cool yeah you're you're perfect for just can we be friends and follow you around and hang out with you are you hiring pretty please <laughs> come on out come on out where, where are you guys at anyway abby i'm in the middle of nowhere in wyoming oh wow Cool. And I'm in a different part of, I'm in a different kind of middle of nowhere of South Florida. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So we're all over the country. <laughs> we, yeah. We, we started this uh, at the beginning crest of the pandemic and um, all the musicians were home. So it kind of worked and it's oh. still working. So we're, we're having a blast. Super. Yeah. Um. We asked the baking soda, uh, if Rockaway Records had a mascot, what would it be, and what would its name be? <laughs> mascot. Like a music note. I don't know all the names of them. Or well, but a mascot you mean some kind of animal, right? It, I mean, not every mascot is an animal, right? Oh, no. no? Okay. I was thinking of an animal, but... Uh... I mean, go. there are no wrong answers. Go with your heart. <laughs> I, I was going to say a dog named Rocky. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm picturing That's... that as some like little bulldog or something. Sure, <laughs> <why not? laughs> I like that. This is another cool part of this is that everyone's brain goes someplace different we could ask that same question to someone else and they would go a totally different route you know like i i went to music like personification of music things (laughs) a record a dancing record that's too on the nose (laughs) um so what's your favorite record store like in the world well for a regular record store, I'd have to say Amoeba. I mean, for just a, a selection of just great music and that, you know, they're the best. If you yeah. ask me the best collectible record store, of course, I'd say Rockaway. Yeah. Well, but, but Amoeba is amazing for what they do. Yeah. We, uh, when we were there in May, we went there a couple times, spent, spent a couple bucks. Um, oh yeah, they got such an amazing selection, don't they? It's over, it's overwhelming, to be honest with you. It's uh yeah. it's a lot to take in. I need a whole trip 
just yeah. for that store. Well, and now Rockaway too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I walked into the Amoeba in San Francisco, it just blew my mind. I mean, I looked in and it was like, wow. And, and I'll be honest with you. I thought, wow, I want to be like this. And, and now I'm just the opposite. At one time we were <laughs> the biggest store in LA before Amoeba came to Los Angeles. We had the biggest record store in LA. It was like 10,000 square feet. Now we're about a third of that size and it's way better. Less headaches, more profitable, less overhead. And, and you know, we're not really a, a record store per se anymore. We're a collector yeah. store. Yeah, yeah, we're just focusing on what we do best. And it's, it's, it's great. You don't need to, I don't need to hire 100 employees like Amoeba does. I mean, I can't imagine what a headache that is finding that many good people. We've got five great people working here and, you know, that's all we need. <laughs> well, Abby, put in your application. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune? Don't watch either. <laughs> Don't watch either. Do, are, do you watch television at all? Um, yeah, do, but mainly um, like Prime movies and stuff on Netflix, Amazon Prime. Regular TV, we don't even get. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeopardy's on Hulu now. If you if you want to watch okay. it, yeah, I watched. Not a big game show fan. <laughs> well, okay. So this is what we're getting at. And I told Abby this uh, today. Is last night I watched some Jeopardy, and there was a, a Beach Boys question. How oh, many? Wow. How many Beach Boys song? I'm curious if either one of you want to help out here. How many Beach Boys songs feature the word? surfing or surf in the title surfing safari surfing usa surfing surfs up what i can think of off the top of my head i know there's got to be more um uh the moment i can't think of any more than four i know there probably is so so uh According to Jeopardy, I'm sure some listener is going to write us on Twitter and you know be like, "You're wrong" or whatever. But according to Jeopardy, you the only one you missed was Surf Girl or Surfing Girl. Little Surfer Girl. Oh, there, surfer. You go. there you go. How can I miss that one? One of my yeah. favorite songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Did you see the Cusack Brian Wilson movie? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. What's the Mercy? Right, that movie's real good. Yeah, love and Mercy. Yeah. Interesting movie. I, I I was very amazed by it because I mean I actually was involved in some of that. I got to know Dr. Landy and you know kind of had some dealings with them in the days and that. So I know a lot about it. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. another reason we started this podcast is Abby and I, again, music geeks. We're like, how do we become friends with our favorite musicians? We just want to we don't want to impose we just we just want to buy coffee <laughs> I, just, right. I just want to know what kind of jelly they use on a pb and j <laughs> all right well now we have to ask wayne here uh wayne what kind of jelly do you use on a pb and j i don't like peanut butter and jelly whoa see <laughs> says a lot about you any reason I like peanut why? butter i like jelly but not together wow okay so it's to me that's so fascinating. I Where are you it. putting the jelly? Oh, like toast, toast. Oh, yeah, toast. English yeah. muffin. 
Yeah, English muffins. I love English muffins. Ice cream? Who knows? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so you obviously have kept something for yourself in the past, whether you still have it or not. What was it? Well, I'll be honest with you. I did stash away a few really special Beach Boy items. Oh, okay. Know, some, some incredible stuff that, you know, I, I just can't part with. <laughs> and Beach Boys was what I collected. I mean, I had, you know, thousands of albums of all kinds to listen to, but I never really collected anything else besides Beach Boy Brian Wilson stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. Very cool. And then, so doing research, something kept popping up. FD26. Did you have, do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> One of the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. the Skull and Roses poster by Grateful Dead. Yeah. Which recently has broken a lot of records for selling price. Yeah. I probably sold, I've had one in about eh, maybe close to 10 years and I, I only sold it for probably four or 5,000. Two or three of them have sold for over a hundred thousand now, wow. but in the right condition though. I mean, yeah. they they were nine point five or something. A good condition one is only worth probably ten or fifteen thousand, something like that. Condition oh. is everything when it comes to posters and records. The prices yeah. is drastically different. People don't get that, you know. Oh, I saw one sell for ten thousand dollars, but that was mint, and yours is uh, yeah. <laughs> so so condition. Big big we'll tape together. <laughs> exactly. You took the words out of my. I was going to ask you if there's a great, like a grading system, like with baseball cards and coins and stuff. There's the same thing for posters and records. Well, well, records there is. You know, we use like VG very good, which is actually not very good. <laughs> you look at VG, VG plus, mint minus, and mint. That's record grades. But posters, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different world now. Now they're slabbing posters and grading them just like they do baseball cards. Yeah, That's the big thing now. And that's part yeah. of the reason why prices are skyrocketing on posters. People love that. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I'd rather feel and hold my poster and that. But, you know, they're not that frameable. You know, to me, I got a beautiful poster. I want to frame it. Yeah. But they're slabbed with a grade on the top. So I, I don't think it's really frameable, but. You know, people are loving it. And the prices for slab stuff goes way more. And they grade them on a scale of one to 10. You know, yeah. one being really yeah. awful. And, you know, nine, the highest you ever see is about 9.5 or six. I yeah. don't think I've ever seen anything higher. That's as close to mint as you're going to get. And that's what the, the FD26 is that sold for 100 grand or more in, in the nine range. Wow. I, so I have a few friends that when the pandemic started, they started collecting baseball cards again and it got really into it. So what do you think? And I feel like that's the same with, you know, people coming in your door. What do you think? Like, wh why the sudden re interest? Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, the pandemic really increased the collector's market in every field. And I think part of it was, well, for a couple of months back in the early days, every store in the country was closed. Every record store was closed. You know, people, I think a lot of people went online for the first time and just discovered the world of collectibles. Because yeah. what I'm finding now is groups that 
I didn't consider collectible three years ago. They could have been massively popular. Didn't mean they're collectible. That's different. Like a good example is like somebody like Katy Perry. You know, she was huge three, four years ago, of course. But I never really had people asking for her. I didn't consider her collectible. Today, it's a whole different story. You know, her stuff, anybody who's popular is collectible now. All these fans that were just music lovers got online and discovered, hey, there's more to buy than their regular stuff. You know, I'm going to get this poster. I'm going to buy this. And so the collector's world, the number of collectors has just increased drastically. And for a while there, just business was just booming because people didn't have anywhere to spend the money. They weren't going on vacations, you know, weren't traveling. So they had lots of disposable income. So the bad pandemic years were boom for the collector's business. Wow. So and right now for, for us, it still is. I mean, it, it kind of just, we got a whole bunch of new collectors now and the market's the best I've ever seen it for music collectibles. I think it's also something to do with the generation. Like, uh, like I said, I'm, I just turned 40 in October. So I feel like a generation, bef- maybe one or two before me to use that disposable income, you know, they're still reeling off of a baby boomer parents who are, you know, a product of depression era parents. So it's this trickle down that's slowly weeding out of save, save, like hold on to. Now everyone's like, has, like you said, disposable income and can say, I want to, you know, buy things, you know. And Right, exactly. And up until recently, you couldn't get any interest on your money in the bank. Yeah. Starting to change now, <laughs> but, you know, six months ago, you're lucky to get half a percent interest on your money. So people are thinking, hey, if I buy wisely, if they do buy wisely, it could be a great investment. Yeah. How do you feel about NFTs? I'm just kidding. Actually, don't we don't want to talk Re- about that. Ridiculous. <laughs> Correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> Worse, uh, people are gonna be sorry they invested that kind of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a fellow on yesterday, a musician by the name of Windsor. Um th- this kid. You know, he's very young, but he might do some, some, he might start popping up places and you could see him trying to be polite. And the minute he realized we were kidding, he was like, oh yeah, NFT is, it's such a joke. Like that's crazy. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm happy he said the same thing, even as a collector. And um, so we end every episode with a song, usually from the guest. However, since you're not a musician what you can pick whatever song you want us to end this episode with god only knows i love okay it. i have to tell you that i have this every sunday i make breakfast like a big delicious breakfast and i listen to a vinyl and the beach boys are in regular rotation during sunday breakfast what's your favorite beach boy album I really love Pet Sounds because it's of weird. Course. And oh, Pet yeah, Sounds. It's gonna be, yeah. yeah. What do you think of Sunflower? In the right mood? Yeah. To, to me, Pet Sounds is not really a Beach Boy album. That's a brand It's Wilson. not. I know. That's why yeah. it's kind of not fair to pick it as a favorite. Yeah. But yeah, that's my favorite Beach Boy album, of course. Sunflower to me is it's kind of like the Beatles White Album. All the other Beach Boys were doing their own thing and doing some pretty good stuff in that day. You know, for 
not being Brian. Brian, of course, you know, is the Beach Boys. But right. yeah, the Beach Boys did some great work on Sunflower. Give it a good listen. It's a great album. Okay, now I have to purchase that one and put it into the Sunday breakfast rotation. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you happen to have a first edition one of those on hand? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we do. <laughs> I love how casual he is with it. Okay, so aside from the FD20s, is there any holy grail object or something you've always wanted for the shop or to come through the doors? Yeah. I mean, we've had just about every rare record in the world. Are you familiar with like the Beach uh, Beatles butcher cover? Of course. Most people think that's a rare record. We've since we've been in business, we've probably sold somewhere between one and two thousand of them. We've got over a hundred of them in stock at the moment. So, I mean, we get some amazing stuff. The one rare record that we've never had that I'd love to get is All Tomorrow's Parties by Velvet Underground with the picture sleeve. Do you see this shirt that I'm wearing? (laughs) Oh, you're kidding me. You're kidding. I think that you and I are going to be best friends forever. (laughs) For our listeners, I have a Velvet Underground shirt on at this moment. Yeah, they're great. And and that picture, tell your listeners, if anybody has a nice copy, has to be U.S. with the picture sleeve. I'd probably pay like $20,000 for it. Oh, my goodness. All right, listeners, that's your job. Okay, Abby, when the podcast gets picked up by Apple Music or Spotify and we get a, a, a couple million, I'll, I'll, I'll have Wayne here find that for you so I can buy it for you. <laughs> all right. So we'll all win. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll listen to it in the shop first and we'll – Send you back wherever you're going with a bodyguard for that record. Yes, please. <laughs> Here's a fun tale uh, that I think you'll appreciate, Wayne. One time I got to pee next to Lou Reed. Oh, really? Fun. Yeah. Wow. I was at a movie theater in New York and seeing Avatar, which the sequel is now coming out soon, which is wild. And um, I was with my buddies and they were they pointed at a group of people and they go, hey, that's Darren Aronofsky the director. And I go, yeah, who cares? Do you see who he's talking to? And he was talking to Lou Reed and I watched Lou Reed excuse himself and go to the bathroom. And I go, Hey guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to go, go to the bathroom with (laughs) Lou Reed. And he went to a a urinal and I went to a urinal. I didn't even pee. I just stood next to him for a second. You were pretending. (laughs) Yeah. That was my moment. (laughs) I didn't want to bother him. (laughs) Hey, Lou Reed, how's it going? Um, so if you could interview a musician, any musician, live or dead, who would you interview? And there's a follow-up question to this. Probably John Lennon. Good answer. Okay. So in the same vein as bothering the band with our baking soda in the fridge mascot <laughs> dumb question what what is a dumb question you would ask john lennon probably do you like do you are you and paul still friends or yeah. not you hear so many mixed stories about it you know yeah i would argue that's not a real dumb question but i see where you're going and i applaud it 
And I have to say, or she'll get mad at me. My daughter's name is Lennon and she does. She did the little theme song for this podcast. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Paul is my number two guy after (laughs) Brian. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, one time I was at a Brian Wilson concert, Paul and Heather sat right behind me. Wow. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's a huge Brian fan. You know, he's been at lots of Brian concerts I've been to. Yeah. I saw him play at outside of the, um, I forget the name of the theater, where Letterman um, used to be. The Late Show Theater. Well, Ed Sullivan Theater. That's I couldn't think of it. In New York. And then I also saw Paul. I saw Billy Joel's last play at Shea Stadium. And, oh, wow. And, and Paul came out and did a few songs, which was. Oh, right. I would have loved to have been there. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, the craziest part of that show, Shea Stadium, is we I, the people I, were, I was with, we were in the upper deck uh, in the front. And you could feel like a wave the whole thing moving it was actually terrifying it was not a fun experience i was i just kept seeing the the headlines you know billy joel's last play at shea ends in tragedy (laughs) it was moving like you don't expect a like a i don't know metal concrete baseball stadium to to give Weird. weird it was very weird and uh i don't even think i was drinking so (laughs) <laughs> no, it's for real then, huh? <laughs> yeah it was it was real i have to ask also this just made me think of it do you have a favorite concert you've ever seen i feel like everything's going to be brian right well <laughs> i won't say that because i'm biased i've seen so yeah. many probably jethro tolls thick as a brick tour whoa where was this was this out in california yeah, actually, it was in Brisbane, Australia. I was in Australia. I lived in Australia for a few years. Wow, which was great because I this was like from seventy to seventy four. Concerts were five bucks. I got to see everybody from Zeppelin, Stones, Beach Boys, and all the grades for five bucks. Five dollars. Five dollars. Yep. <laughs> now, now the service charge is fifty bucks if you're lucky. You know. Yep. Oh, we know. We know. <laughs> Crazy today. Tickets. I feel sorry for kids today. Mm-hmm. My my granddaughter had to pay five hundred bucks for a Taylor Swift ticket. Nosebleed seats. Insane. Yep. Abby tried to get us tickets for T Swift unsuccessfully. That, that's a hefty <laughs> man. I feel like. I, I wouldn't have paid that for a nose. $500. You could buy a car. You could buy a shitty old car for $500. That works. We paid half that to get sweated on by the chili peppers. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Wayne, this has been just so much fun. And we can't thank you enough. What is the future looking like for Rockaway Records? Just keep buying and selling more high-end, you know, the higher end, the better. You know, we've been really focusing on that. And to be honest with you, the, the more expensive things are, the quicker they sell. Wow. You know, a lot of the really cool stuff we get in, 
between you and me, I kind of overpriced it a little bit because I don't want it to sell too quick. I, I like love to it. play it. Like, like right now, we got the coolest stuff in the store. We got the um, Joey Ramone's T-shirt he actually wore on stage. You know, Misfits T-shirt that he wore on stage. You know, it's like I want to display it and look at it for a while. I, I really don't want to sell it, but you know, after a while, I'll lower the price a little and sell it. But you know, it's just too cool to. And, and if I priced it right, it's gone instantly, literally. You I want to live in your store. I know it's like a museum. It, he he talks about it, and the way it's written, doing research. You know, it, it's yeah. written as like a. A museum where you could just buy the artwork. Yeah. Have, have you been to our website? Yeah. Yes. I've been to the website. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just just do a search by memorabilia or Hyanidas. You'll see some real cool stuff and new stuff added all the time. And I uh, was just about to say, everyone follow Rockaway Records on Instagram. It's, you know, one, all, no spaces, no underscores, Rockaway Records. And I, I mean, just looking at this stuff. It's just amazing. the website is rockaway.com. Okay, cool, cool. Anywhere else that, that you want people to look at? Here we go. Look. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we just we just got in a mid copy of that record with a banana on it. Is that signed? It's only twenty five hundred dollars. Now, now, signed? Are you kidding? We actually we sold a signed one last year. Okay. No, that's the cover. We we actually sold one signed by the band last year. Oh, okay. I didn't know there's like a green writing on the side. Yeah. Oh, well maybe. Oh, yeah. That does look like Andy's signature. Yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very cool. Everyone, follow Rockaway. Go Rockaway Records. Rock. It's RockawayRecords.com. No, Rockaway.com. Rockaway.com. My bad. Every. <laughs> um, Wayne. We can't thank you enough for doing this. Is this has been a, a treat and an education? It's been great. Uh. <laughs> we can't wait to see you when we come to LA. Yeah, definitely give me a call. Yeah, um, send me an email or something. I'll send you all my contact info. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely show you some cool stuff when you get here. <sighs> I'll give you a tour of the back room too, the stuff that hasn't been put out yet. <laughs> I uh, I have to say I was it, we can leave I was gonna leave it as a surprise it's nothing special but I put a couple bothering the band stickers in the mail for you today so oh thank you check your <laughs> <laughs> uh, small small uh, small thanks <laughs> that's it <laughs> um, and that's our show ladies and gentlemen this has been like I said a pleasure and an education Wayne Johnson Rockaway Records. There we go. Thank you for having me and hope to meet you one day. <laughs>